Hey everyone, it's Pastor Eddie from River of Life. Just want to say thank you for joining us on our podcast. Now let's get ready to hear a word from the Lord today. What does God want to speak to our hearts today? So come on, open your Bibles, open your hearts, and let's get into the Word. Real quick, I'm going to share a very short part of my message because it's already been preached. The part that I haven't said yet, Kavar just said it in his prayer. And the Lord just said, let me just give you this. Let me just give you this little... Uh, have my iPad in that water, please. Go over to John chapter 5. We'll do announcements and offering. Uh, whatever. Hallelujah. I just want to help some people. Help This help me. This is going to help. Hallelujah. Jesus. I just feel this today. Hallelujah. I thought I was done preaching about cycles, cycles, breaking cycles. The Lord got me up Tuesday morning. I'm getting what you had, Dad. You got the case of the 330. How many ever get the case of the 330? In a good way, when the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you. He told me to preach John 5, so I went to it. He's been confirming it all week in my heart. Gave me some stuff in it again today. Somebody needs to hear this. Been talking about breaking cycles. There are cycles. I told you, we've been hearing testimonies. You have a lady in our church that has been on antidepressants for decades, decades. And she's been studying faith actually through her life group. Uh, She was studying faith about Smith Wigglesworth. And just studying faith, the Lord healed her on the inside emotionally and she came off her medicine of course it's totally fine with the doctor she's been fine I don't recommend that kind of stuff unless you know that you know that you you know the Lord speaks to your heart but I want you to know that God can make us whole and there's nothing he can't heal there's nothing he can't restore amen I just talked to her the other day he said how you been she said I've been fine I talk with uh, some others. You guys have emailed, and God is breaking things in your family, breaking things in your life. So there's cycles that get into families. Jesus is the cycle breaker. Let me say that again. Jesus is the cycle breaker. It's amazing how some families deal with the same kind of sins. You ever notice that? And gambling can be in here or in a family or alcohol or drugs or depression and suicide, uh, womenizers, and, and, and these things can get into families. And some of you have a little bit of all of that. And, but some of you may not, you know, your family was never big into gambling, but your family has all been with this particular thing. The Bible teaches generational curses. They're cycles. They're bad cycles. They're bad cycles. A man named Jabez was in one. Remember him? And he said, oh God, my mom named me Jabez, which means I'm going to cause pain. He said, I don't want to be like the rest of my family. I don't want to repeat that cycle. I don't want to end in divorce. I don't want to have that kind of relationship with my kids. I don't want to be that person that my family is dictating I'm going to be. So, oh God, please change my name. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my borders and, and make me... God that I don't cause pain and the Bible says and the Lord God heard him he can break cycles and I was wanting to share today on breaking one of the hardest cycles of all is breaking this sin cycle breaking this sin cycles there are cycles of sin and, and, and addiction and 
things that we get ourselves into. We can be God's people and still find ourselves in these cycles. Israel is an example of it. God's chosen people in the book of Judges is just one uh, cycle after another. There are seven cycles in the book of Judges where God's people, God's people would leave God and get into some kind of sin and keep playing around and drift from God and drift from God and get into idolatry and then the judgment of God would come and then a prophet, God would raise up a prophet. He would say, repent, come unto God, kind of like I did this morning and they'd come back to God and repent and God would fill them. Then they would have a season of blessings and God would bless them in their family, bless them in the coming in and coming out, bless them in the city, bless them in the country, bless them in their finances, bless them in their mind. God would bless them and then they would get tired of that and they would begin to drift from God. Seven cycles that happened in the book of Judges. The reason why this one is so important to be broken is because when this one is broken, watch this, revival comes. See? Like young Josiah was the youngest king of Israel, but he was the last great revival Israel had was a young king named Josiah. And he heard the Bible. He hasn't heard it in so long. He drifted from it. And a woman of God found it and read it to him. And the Bible says when he heard the words of God, he tore his clothes, got on his knees and repented and said, oh my, how have we gotten so far away from you, God? And he began to break down all the idols in Israel. He said all the high places have got to come down. All the idols have got to come down and be broken. And Israel experienced a great awakening and a revival. When that sin cycle is broken, because listen, when you get into sin, it keeps you from wanting God. Sin will keep you from the word. Sin will keep you from worship. You won't want to do any of that. Sin will keep you from the Bible. But I love it. Flip it around. The Bible will keep you from sin. Worship will keep you from sin. Going after God will keep you from sin. Come on, that's all right. Give me praise if you you agree with that. The end of my message was going to be begin a new cycle. And here in John 5, Jesus breaks a cycle of sin off this guy. Do you got your Bibles? It's, it's a quick little story. And it, after the, there was a feast of the Jews in John chapter 5, and Jesus went up there to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, a pool was called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of sick people, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. A great number of sick people. They were all in need of God. Lame, crippled, depressed, suicidal, addicted. If I keep going, I'll get all of us. Are you there? Are you by that pool this morning in need of Jesus? Well, put yourself in there. And then verse four, if you have an NIV or an ESV, this verse is not in your Bible. Because many scholars believe that this was more of a traditional belief of the Jewish people than it was a literal angel, but the water would be stirred, which some scholars believe it was a fresh spring that came up. When we was in Israel, I went to there, to the pool, and I saw it. It's still there. Regardless if it was done by an angel or it was a tradition, Jesus is the source of healing. And Jesus shows up in verse 5 and 6. So verse 5, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity. For 38 years he'd been dealing with this same cycle. And when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been in that condition, this verse blows my mind. He knew that he was in this sick condition for 38 years. He says to him, do you want to be made well? What a dumb question. 
Why did Jesus ask him something that he already knew? He's been sick for 38 years. Because here's the thing that I tried so hard. Uh, just a minute ago is why I got up here. Because God, you know what? I, I don't mean to say it like this, but God will let us stay right in our season of suffering even of whatever that season is he'll leave us right there until as brother just prayed it until we get sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick sick and tired he'll wait until he hears us say god i need you come into my life Jesus could have just healed a man, but no, he wanted to hear him say, heal me, heal me, I need you. Please don't miss that. Jesus said to him, and the man said, yeah, I want to be healed, sir, but every time I go to get into the water, somebody beats me and don't put me into the pool, and whenever the water is stirred, but while I'm coming, another one steps in and he gets me, and I love Jesus. He says, shh, stop all that. I'm here. Take up your bed and walk he took up his bed and he was healed 38 years dealing with the same cycle 38 years dealing with the same problem 38 years dealing with the same problem and in one moment he never struggled with that again never dealt with that again never dealt with that. Come on, you need to see yourself with that. Whatever you're dealing with today, whatever is robbing you of your praise and your joy and your worship and your Bible time, whatever that thing is, whatever that, that, that voice that is coming in and trying to cause shame and guilt on you, whatever that is today, listen, you can, you can be free from that today and never deal with that ever, ever again. Amen. Do you want to be made well? What does this have to do with sin? It has everything to do with sin because no one ever reads verse 14 they end the story but verse 14 is what God got me up in the morning so go back and read it again Eddie you missed what every preacher misses and in verse 14 it says afterwards because there was a religious commotion there were some religious people that saw this guy pick up his mat and since it was a Sabbath they're not supposed to do any work and picking up your mat is considered work so the Pharisees was like hey, hey, hey he picked up his mat they totally overlooked that the dude was just healed for 38 years he could not even move he was healed but religion just looks religion just looks how far you still have to go instead of how far God has already brought you religion just looks at how far he still has to learn the rules so there's this religious commotion for three verses arguing over the fact that this guy picked up his mat and he got lost in the religion but verse verse 14 jesus found him everybody say found he found him in the temple and he said i wasn't done ministering to you see now you have been made well what's the next word sin no more then he says, lest a worse thing come upon you. What is worse than being sick for 38 years? What is Jesus talking about here? Breaking the sin cycle is what the message that God gave me today. And he wants to break that off of our life. It's a, it's a cycle that we just find ourselves in, keep going back to whatever it is. We know it's not good. We know it's not godly. And I know it's hard to get people to respond in an auditorium this size. We get embarrassed. We get whatever. 
That's why I was reluctant to preach this, but the Lord's just moving all over the place today. And he's saying, listen, I want to set you free because I want to bring revival into your life. Don't go back to that cycle. Now, I don't know if sin was this guy's problem, why he was sick. I really don't know. And not all sickness is because of sin. Okay, it's not. We live in a broken world. You can be, there were righteous people that got sick and died. I don't know if this, if it was this, but it's very interesting that Jesus found him. It didn't, he didn't say he ran into him. He found him. Jesus was looking for this dude because he said, I needed to tell you something. I, now Pastor Eddie has preached about coming out of Gilgal. It's three weeks later and you did not even lift your hands one time when you came to church during worship. Don't I deserve your worship today? Are you going back to Gilgal? That, that's where I want to see you. Where were you today? Where are you in this story today? Is it a cycle? It's starting back up in our life. God is saying, I want to break it in your life today. I want to break it in your life today. So we're going to go through this scripture. This is how the Lord breaks cycles. A couple things. The very first thing that I begin to look at, whenever there, you know, I, I don't think it's a, it's a sin problem, but the more I look at this guy, there are some similarities to habitual sin because here it is, this guy had an inner, he had a problem that only Jesus could heal and he wasn't getting it for 38 years. So he became dependent upon people to help him. Isn't that what addiction is? Isn't that what things are? We run to different things because we want them to make us feel better. That's not the problem. Listen, you're not an alcoholic if you deal with alcohol. And we, we just run to alcohol because it makes us feel better. We run to pills or, or that website or that relationship or whatever it is. And, 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 and we want to do it because it makes us feel better. Those are symptoms. I can take a bottle away from you, but until I get you to see yourself in the mirror the way God's designed you, then you're still going to go back. You'll find something else. That's what addiction is. That's what sin cycle is. We go to these sin cycles because they make us feel good temporarily. And they numb it for a moment. The real problem is deep down within us. The real problem is down inside of us that only Jesus can heal. But we run to this. We run to that. We run to this. That's a Jeremiah 2. We run to cisterns that we think will hold water, but it won't. It's cracks and water fall out. So I look to this guy's story. Whenever there's someone that deals with addiction or a cycle, there's always an enabler. There's always an enabler. Sometimes even our family circles we, with good intentions can be the biggest enablers of all. The people closest to us don't even realize it, but they are actually enabling us. Isn't that true? You know those kind of stories. The biggest enabler of all in this story is excuses. Write this down. Excuses empower cycles. Excuses empower cycles. Do you want to be made well? Oh, I, I would, but somebody keeps getting in every time. I, I, I would I would go after God, but man, I, I've been through this. I, I would give this thing up, but you know, everybody at work is doing it and everybody else, I would give it up, but you know, this is what happened to me when I was a kid. I, I would I would really sell out to God, but you know, I, I did it before and I got made fun of and my family made fun of me or, or, or something and, and, and so I went, so excuses. 
what he, it was a yes and no question. Do you want to be made well? And the guy just started going off. Saying, oh, 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 this guy, this brings me in. I'm like this because of this. I'm like this because of this. We've gotten so crazy in our society that we, we are proud of our excuses. We like put them on Instagram. You know, this is me and, you know, I am this now and this and this. And God is saying, what are you doing? I want to take that away from you because there's revival on the other side of it. There's my healing on the other side of it. And Jesus said, I want to go to the source. I don't have time to take you to Gideon and, and take you to all these people in the Bible that had these same issues. Excuses and power cycles. We're never going to get free unless we stop the, the, the excuses and say, God, it's me. No more excuses. It's no more excuses. I'm going to come after you with all of my heart because I want to get free. I'm tired of this cycle, man. Are you tired of the cycle today? You want God to break that off of your life? Only he can break that cycle. I love the question. Jesus goes right to the question, right to the source. He says, do you want to be made well? He didn't say, do you want me to make you feel better? Some of us just want God to make us feel better. We really don't want him to change us. As long as I've been preaching, I've noticed that so many of us, we just want God to change our circumstances without changing us. Without changing us. Lord, change this situation. Change this cycle. But really, I don't want to change and, and give this up. And, and then we're, we're back with this guy. But I got to move forward to tell you the good news. As I was reading this, John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Everybody say 5. Five, five, five. Five is the number of grace in the, in the Bible. The Pentateuch, first five books of the Bible, God's grace. The, the anointing oil is made out of five ingredients. In the anointing oil, Isaiah said, breaks the yoke. It's God's grace. Jesus was, a, was filled with grace and truth. It's the anointing oil. The tabernacle had five pillars. The, five, the tabernacle had five curtains. The altar was five cubics by five cubics. The number five is grace. And here in John chapter 5, this man been dealing with the sin cycle. And maybe you're here today dealing with the sin cycle. The other thing I want you to know is that cycles lose their power in God's grace. Cycles are empowered when we make excuses, but they lose their power when we allow God's grace to get in. God's grace is the only thing that will break a sin cycle. And I love grace shows up. He says, the guy is given excuses. He goes, you don't need them anymore. I love it. If you watch the movie Chosen, they have an episode of this story. It's awesome. Jesus comes to the guy and does exactly what the Bible says. He asks him, does he want to make it well? And he's making all these excuses and Jesus stops him. And he says, you don't need them anymore. Let me just tell you right now, you don't need that website no more. You don't need those things anymore. You don't need those toxic relationships no more. You need to get to the place and believe it that you are. God is enough. He needs to be enough in your life right now. And, and, and you don't need this to happen and that to happen. No, no, God says, I'm here. I'm here for you. And it's just, let it just be me and you. I am enough. Let me be enough. You don't need those things that you're dependent upon no more because I'm here. And isn't it amazing how verse 3, it says there were multitudes. But verse 
6, it says, and Jesus saw him. Let me tell you that God's grace will find you right where you are. I said, God's grace will find you right where you are. You came to this service today, or you logged on and you're watching, and you're dealing with this, and you think, oh, this is just a regular service. No, no, this is on purpose. The Lord wants to meet you right where you are. It's like the woman at the well. He said, I got to be at Samaria. Remember that story? And he goes and he finds that woman at the perfect timing. He met her right where she was at. She was in five failed marriages, and she was in working on number six. And what I love about this guy is he's been dealing with something for 38 years and Jesus didn't allow his past to disqualify him from offering him a new future. No matter how bad that cycle is, Pastor Eddie, uh, you know, I don't know, God may not forgive me, God may not heal me, God may never, don't listen. No matter what that is, where sin abounds, there's a scripture in Romans, where sin abounds, grace does more abound. Go give him praise for Where sin is strong, because there's... There's power in sin. Sin has power. Take it from someone who was in a cycle that couldn't quit. Oh my gosh, I tried quitting. And it couldn't. It has power. Sin has power. James tells us it starts off small, but when it's full grown. I got my grandson here today. He must need a diaper or feeding. I was going to show you him. He's just a little baby. Two months old. But he's going to grow, right? We grow. The Bible says sometimes sin starts off little, but then it grows. And when it's full grown, it leads to death. Does the Lord need to break some cycles today? Does the Lord need to break some cycles today? Do you need some cycles broken today? I just feel like somebody here, somebody here, somebody listening needs the, the sin cycles broken off of your life today. And the last thing he told him is he said, I want you to go and start a new cycle. Receiving Jesus, I had it written down. Receiving Jesus, receiving Christ sets you free. Following Christ keeps you free. This is the last scripture. And then I want us to pray. John says in chapter 8 Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. Somebody say cycle. There's the cycle. Commits, practices, continues. You become a slave to it. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. But then Jesus also said in that chapter, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. make you free and let me tell you there's nothing like free than being freed by Jesus because when you're free this is how you know you're really free not when your actions change but when your desires change that's when you know freedom is there and those desires come up you do what Galatians 5 says crucify them crucify them crucify them I don't got time for that I don't got time for that when you, or just got to hold on so I don't sin. That's not freedom. I don't know. That's religion and torment to live a life like, oh, I can't look at that girl. I may lust after her. I can't do this. I can't. What kind of life is that? God wants you to be able to walk up to a supermodel and be able to tell her about the love of Jesus 
without seeing her as a sex object. But sin, you can't do that if you're in the cycle of sin. It takes our thoughts. It takes our ability to move forward. Every billboard, every commercial, what's did there. But God wants to break that cycle today. God wants to break that cycle today. Come on, you need some cycles broken in your life today. You need some cycles broken in your life today. The problem is, is it's a sin cycle that got a hold of you. I know this is a hard type of, uh, this is like revival preaching right here. But I want revival. We've been experiencing revival. We've got a revival atmosphere. And God says, I don't want to stop there. I want to do more. I I want to do more. I just don't want to break cycles. I want you to start new cycles. Start a new cycle. Jesus told this man, listen, start a new cycle. Don't go back to that. Begin a new pattern. Begin a new cycle. Start bringing your family to church. Start, start reading your Bible regularly. Start getting involved. Someone say new cycle. New cycle. That's how you break the old cycles. You just don't let God set you free and then go right back. Jesus said, no, no, no. I got I to gotta find you. This is important. Don't go back to that. Don't go back to that. You need to start some new cycles. New cycles. New cycles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. It's time to respond. Can we stand to our feet? Who needed to hear this message today? Just respond in your heart and your mind. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Okay, I see hands, even hands going up. Amen. Listen, God wants to set us free today. God wants to set you free from those sin. I listen, I watched John Brevere's testimony. He was, I love that guy. He's influenced my life a lot, mentor of mine. I, I just love him. And he talked about how he got saved and God set him free from alcohol, set him free from, you know, his little, he was a fraternity boy and he partied hard. He was fine, but he couldn't, he couldn't beat pornography. John Brevere, he shares this. He's got a book on it. He said he was in ministry. He got married. He thought if he got married, God, it would fix it. And it didn't. It made it worse. He said it was a supernatural, spiritual thing with him. He He just had a, and he just goes into detail about it. He's so transparent to share that openly on stages. Thousands of people travels the world, and he shares his addiction with pornography until he had Lester Summerall pray over him. And he said, if anyone can break the spirit of pornography, it would be Lester Summerall. This dude would cast the devil out of a chair. He was a spiritual mighty man of faith and he said he prayed for me and nothing happened and then he went on a fast and on the fourth day of the fast he was set free and he said he asked God he said how did you why did I get set free now and I didn't get set free when Lester prayed for me he said because when you had Lester pray for you you were afraid that you were going to lose your ministry your status your reputation but this time when you came to me all you want you knew that you were breaking my heart by being in that cycle and that is why I set you free ah, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you got that and he said he's been free listen you can be free I don't know it's a tough subject to talk about but here we go pornography I know I just read this thing I got this email from uh, church stats 80% of men from 13 to 30 80% of men view pornography at least once a month 80% of men from 13 to 30 this is in the church 
And women were, were high in as well. This is a cycle, guys, that the enemy tries to get us in. And, and, and God wants to break that today. He wants to break gossiping. He wants to break lying. He wants to break any of these sin cycles in our life today. I asked Gary to pray for me in the pre-service prayer because this is not easy to bring as a pastor. <laughs> I'm not going to get invited to lunch anymore for a month. I already know. But I've got to preach the truth, church. Because let me tell you this, also on the other side of that is true freedom, man. Is true freedom. Let me tell you how good it feels for me to just walk down aisles of alcohol. I can go back to the streets of drugs. I can be around anything, and if that used to be my vice, and and it doesn't has no hold on me anymore. I'm telling you, there you ain't no freedom like that that Jesus can set you free that you've ever experienced in your life. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. You're free indeed. You're free at last. You're free. No more of that holding you down. So come on, we're going to sing. And you want to be free today? I don't know what your issue is. If you feel like you're in a cycle of sin and we ain't judging nobody today, but I want to ask you to do a bold statement to come out of your seat and come up here and let us pray over you today. Those of you that are online, I want you to say, pray for me to break this cycle. Come on, put it in the chat. Don't hide. Don't just watch it on someone else's feed. Get into that feed and put it. If you want to respond, do you want to be made well? That man didn't get up and he went and hid. He, he, no, you got to say, yes, I want to be free today. Come on, if you want to be free today, if you feel like you're in a cycle of anything it doesn't have to be these big sins you want to be broken a family cycle is in your life and you want to broken off of your family today come on today is the day today's the message i'm not going to preach this again this today's the message this is the message get free today get free today come on come on get free today get free today what did you slip back into what did you pick back up what cycle is trying to build and those of you that are here just lift your hands to the lord just lift your hands to the lord come on i'm not going to draw this out anymore hallelujah i'm not going to draw this out anymore a preacher is done preached altar workers begin to just pray begin to just pray you want to anoint with oil anoint with oil begin to pray begin to pray cycles are being broken today break it break it break it break it break it jesus break it break it break it today just sing another song break it lord sing me break it today lord break these cycles in the name of jesus we repent today. We repent today. We repent today. Come on, tell them you repent today. That cycle is broken. When we repent, ask God to forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Set us free, Lord, today. I turn from that today. And I turn to you today. Break them today. Break them cycles. Break them today. Break them today. Break them today, Lord.
repent, Lord. Jesus. Five is grace, but the grace of God. The grace of God empowers us. Come on, receive it today. Receive God's grace today. Today. We want to break them today. 
We don't want to just bend them. We want to break them today. We want to break them today. Gonna break them today. Break them today. Break them today, Jesus. Break them today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Break them, break them, Lord. Breaking them today. Come on, let them break them off your life today. Let them break them off your heart today. Let them break them off your heart today. Jesus. cycle too strong that can't be broken no cycle too strong that can't be broken by God's grace sin shall no longer have dominion over you I speak that over your life the cycle shall no longer have dominion over you in the name of Jesus it shall not have dominion over you in the name of Jesus for you are not under law but you are under grace Where sin abounds, where cycle abounds, the grace of God doth more abound. Walk in that grace. Oh, just receive that grace today. Walk in that grace today. David picked up five stones to kill the giant. There's grace because grace isn't just a cover-up. He took grace to take that giant in power. Grace empowers you to defeat your giants. That's the grace of God. It empowers you to kill your giants. <laughs> he got it all. He only needed one. And all you need is a touch of God's grace and break that thing off of your life. Break that thing off of your life. Break it off of your life. In the name of Jesus, we pray that right now. Well, amen and amen. I pray that message was a blessing to you, that you received some sort of encouragement or word of instruction from the Lord. That's our prayer at River of Life, that every time you tune in, that God speaks directly to your heart. Well, this is Pastor Eddie again. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast and remind you that every Tuesday, a new message is uploaded. Also, if you want to watch one of our services, head over to our YouTube channel. It's River of Life Church, a church of his presence his promises and all people and you can watch one of our services that way as well so god bless you i pray god's presence be with you uh, for the rest of the week amen